Hey everyone, welcome to uh, another edition of the Razzball Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, we are continuing to hit our goal of doing these weekly, so uh, check back into the website every Thursday morning. These should be uploaded Friday morning at the latest. Uh, we'll also be updating our new YouTube channel, the Razzball Fantasy Basketball YouTube channel. So check it out, subscribe, leave comments on there. Hopefully we'll be putting some, some more and more content on there as we go. But hit the website. That has all everything you need, basketball.razzball.com. Uh, Sun's up to his top 100 on there now, uh, and he is with me today to go through numbers 25 through 50. The last two podcasts we got up to number 25. Today's 25 through 50. Uh, so Sun and I will be will be hitting those. Sun, how you doing? I'm doing well. Um, uh, had dinner. I just took a nice dump, so I, you know I'm feeling lighter, uh, feeling ready to go. Um, so you know that's always a. I always feel refreshed after I take a good dump. Cleaned out, man. You? Yeah, your voice yeah, sounds even a little bit lower. Uh, so I mean, you can tell you're relaxed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't, uh, I'm not as relaxed as you. I, I think maybe later on tonight I'll get there. Uh, but, but doing good, just, uh, having fun updating, uh, these videos and putting content out there for, for Razzball Nation. So I hope people start, uh, checking it out. Um, so son, how about, uh, we'll just run through, uh, the next 25 people on your, on your rankings. Um, I know these rankings have helped me, uh, helped me win my basketball draft last year. So I hope people are, well, my draft and my league uh, last year. So I hope people are paying attention. Uh, and then we'll just uh, have some comments, uh, maybe talk about, you know, your decision-making process with some of the guys, close calls, uh, you know, guys that could have been slotted elsewhere. But, you know, for whatever reason, statistically, they fit in where they did. Um, and, son, take it away. All right. Uh, 26, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I really – I loved him last year uh, from what I saw in the summer league. Um, you know, he showed the you know ability to score. And what really impressed me the most about him was, like, he had that dog in him, right? Like, he was playing tough D. And, you know, he really jumped out last year. And um, I obviously didn't rake him as high as I should have last year, but I was definitely on him. I think Craig was on him, too. Uh, so, you know, when I was doing the projections, um, I thought he would end up higher initially. Like, he ended up here at 26, but initially, I think he ended up, like, down in, like, close to the 50s. And um, Viz, you know, when I had Viz look over everything, like, that was the one guy that, that stood out to him. And, you know, obviously, he's a Jazz fan, so, you know, he was probably looking out for him. But Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. It was shocking. Viz, Viz noticed Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> what a shocker. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Um but you know, after you know, talk, you know, after just spending a few minutes talking about it, it kind of made sense. Um, I ended up increasing his usage and his shot attempts because Viz made a good point. He was like, you know, it took Mitchell uh, a little bit of time to kind of get into the flow. So early on in the season, you know, he wasn't really jacking up that many shots. But by the end of the season, you know, he was putting up over twenty shots a game. Hmm. Uh, so I think I had him at like seventeen or something like that. Uh, and I, you know, I increased that and just by, you know, boosting up his shot attempts, I think I gave him a, a boost and assist. Um, yeah, that, that put him up into the 26 range. Um, I kind of feel like he might be a little topped out here. <clears throat> um, you know, maybe if like he, uh, contributed more in the blocks, but 
I mean, man, you know, 23 points a game, almost three threes a game, four rebounds, four assists, 1.5 steals. Like, that's pretty nasty. Uh, so, you know, I really don't have a problem with 26. And, you know, after kind of meditating on things a little bit, uh, I still do think there's some room for upside as well. Yeah, you know, when I was reading through your the, the top 50, I, I noticed uh, what you had written about upping his shots per game. And that's a good call by Viz. Um, the, with Mitchell, I was going to ask, is, is there any concern, you know, that maybe, you know, given, you know, the green light and the success he had that, that he starts maybe taking a little too many chances with the ball and those turnovers jump up a little bit, uh, or the field goal percentage, you know, takes a bit of a hit with the more shots. You know, actually, I think, uh, you know, I mean, 2.7 turnovers is really good for a guy with his uh, usage rate. Mm. Um, so I don't really see how, you know, like a big improvement in that would be kind of a stretch, but I don't see really an increase. No, I meant what it could get worse. <laughs> no, no, I know. That's not oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, like on the, from the negative aspect of it, um, it's always a possibility, but you know, I feel like as he gets more experience, right? Like he was, he did all that as a rookie. So, um, you know, as he gets more comfortable and gets more experience, um, I don't think that because he's so used to that role, right? Like that's like, you know, he thrives when he has the ball in his hands. So it's not something like he's a fish out of water. So uh, I'm not too concerned about increasing turnover rate. And in terms of field goal percentage, um, there's a chance that, you know, I could see better efficiency, uh, actually, because, uh, you know, Rubio will probably come back, you know, and, you know, that team is going to be really good. So, um, and, you know, plus he loves, like, attacking the rim uh, and getting out in transition. So, like, those buckets will, you know, increase his field goal percentage. And uh, I don't think that, you know, the, you know, the only issue is, like, because, like, he's going to get the ball when the shot clock is down to, like, five. And, you know, he's going to he's gonna have to put up those field goal percentage busting shots. Yep. Uh, so, you know, that may kind of negate it. But, um you know, net net, I think he'll be fine around this range. Yeah, I don't really see uh, too much of a negative impact. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I don't think they added anybody that's gonna hurt him in any way. At least as fantasy. If anything, they added complimentary guys that are gonna help. You know, space it out, let him. You know, be able to get into the paint even more. Yeah, the favor signing was a good signing. Uh, they resigned favors, and hopefully Rubio comes back healthy. Um, uh, and you know, I don't know. Like, do you think uh, Grayson Allen makes an impact? You know, that's tough. I, he's, you know, he's way more athletic than I thought. I, I don't know how he's going to shoot at the NBA level. I mean, he's always been a good shooter, He's, but he's way more athletic than I thought. I, you know, I think that'll that'll help him be able to defend at the NBA level and get him some uh, get him some minutes. So, I, I mean, I like the Jazz a lot. The West is just crazy when you look at the, the West. Like, with a team like the Jazz is like a tweener team. I mean, geez. Uh, they're going to be really good. Yeah, they're going to be really good. Uh, I mean, I saw some guy, uh, I forgot who, so I can't give credit, um, but he's, like, kind of questioning, is Utah the second-best team in the West? And, you know, it's. I think that's not out of the realm of possibility because I think Houston take a step, takes a step back. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, it's weird. I, I think there's... I think there's maybe three or four second best teams in the West <laughs> when it comes down Ooh, to this it. Guy. I mean, I like, well, I like Houston. I think Houston's still there. The, the Jazz yeah, are right there. Sure. I think the Thunder uh, are going to are gonna surprise a lot of people. Um, 
And I think Denver is going to um, be right there. I mean, geez, when I think about the teams, it's like Minnesota. So, um, But uh, I do think Denver could be that, the kind of the Utah Jazz of, of this season. Yeah, I love Denver. You know, they just don't play deep. That's the only issue. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I love Dallas, right? But, like, they're going to be, what, 10th? <laughs> they're gonna be crazy. they're getting buried yeah <laughs> yeah well i don't know i don't know i don't think they're gonna get buried i mean i think they're gonna be very competitive it's just that you know the west is so stacked that um you know it's gonna be tough for them to make you know hey this year but i mean i really love the moves that they made do the lakers make it in yeah i think the lakers make the playoffs um you know as we said in the i think it was the pod two two weeks ago i think uh, I don't think they're a title contender this year, but uh, I think uh, definitely playoffs. What, what, what six seed, fifth seed? Right? Yeah, I, I mean, any yeah, with LeBron. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, the LeBron factor right there. Um, it's going to be tough for them to get home court. I think, right? Like you said, Houston, Golden State, Oklahoma City, Utah. I mean, Portland's Pel- still in the mix. Pelicans. New Orleans. Yep. Yeah, and I think San Antonio's still going to be good. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't really yeah, see be- San Antonio. I don't know why people are writing them off. I mean, they they only had Leonard for nine games last year, and they still finished where they finished, and they added DeRozan now on top of what they had last DeRozan. year. Yeah, and I'm high on uh, uh, DeJounte Murray. I think he takes a step up. Yeah, uh, I don't think Danny so- Green's as big a loss as people are writing that up to be. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's going to be a fun season. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, speaking uh, of teams that – could take a step forward or maybe interesting to watch at least. You have John Wall at 27. Is that right? From I do. Wizards? Um, yeah, I know, I know some, some of the commentators, um, you know, they're thinking that, you know, he's he's too low here, uh, that he should be much higher. And I get it. Um, you know, he's a triple-double threat. Um, you know, I think the things that keep him down are the field goal percentage and turnovers. Um you know, I mean, 1.6 steals is pretty nasty, right? With nine assists, um, you know, the 3.9 turnovers, though, man, you know, 44% field goal percentage, uh, you know, that 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 hurts. That hurts a lot. And, um, you know, I think I was pretty fair in my projections. And so when I plugged them in, you know, this is what spit it out. Uh, what's your perspective on one? You know, um, I, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to say, like, Donovan Mitchell would to take Donovan Mitchell ahead of John Wall. Um, but yeah, man, I'd almost, I, I personally, I would probably take wall over Mitchell. Um, but the, you know, the extra threes you get from Mitchell and, you know, walls turnovers. If, if wall can, um, you know, play a little more team ball and, you know, keep those turnovers down, then, you know, I think he could easily finish as a top, a top 25 player. Um, it, he, man, it, he isn't, is he one of those crazy guys? Like he just seems so good, but gets like this bad rap. Um, you know, last year when he was injured and, and they kept saying, well, the team's better without him. Like, yeah, I didn't really yeah, agree with that. Yeah. No, he's still yeah. a really good player. Um, you know, he's going to you know, potential to mess around on every night. Uh, yeah. So he's there, but from, you know, from a fantasy perspective though, you know, that, that field goal percentage, I mean, the assists are lovely uh, and the D stats are, are lovely, but yep. uh, the field goal percentage and turnovers, they, they really knock them down a lot. 
Um, but, you know, head-to-head format, as, you know, you and Viz have alluded to in the past, uh, you know, it, it's easy. It's easier to punt, you know, one category, maybe two categories. So, uh, you know, it really depends on your team build. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of side with Craig in the sense that, you know, try to go into the draft not punting any uh, any categories. But, you know, if that's the way, you know, things lead, then, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, it's not the end of the world. There was one interesting thing. I was listening to a pod uh, over the weekend. I think the guys over at uh, World, uh, the Roto World guys, and, you know, they were doing some mock drafts. And, you know, they were kind of saying that shooting guard uh, is kind is not as deep this year. So, you know, from that perspective, um, right, like, yeah. you know, Donovan Mitchell, right, above John Wall, you know, may be viable. But you know, like sense, I said, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're 26, 27, right? So they're right next to each other. Um, so it's just, you know, a matter of preference. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. That's, the, that's the thing about rankings, right? Like, it's not like, it's just one tool, right? It's not the, it's not the Bible. It's not the end all be all. And it's just. You know, there's just so many other variables that need to be factored in when looking at rankings, right? ADP, team construction, uh, league settings, other owners, things like that, like how you want to build your team. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, Wall does get a little little disrespected, I guess, to some degree. Yeah, I mean, how many guys average those kind of assist numbers with those kind of scoring numbers? And yeah, I, Wall, I used to evolve, avoid Wall, like Superman avoided Kryptonite. Uh, until he started, you know, that three-point shot started getting more consistent. And but you know, since he started getting that more consistent, I mean, he's, you know, he's he's really stepped up his fantasy game. Yeah, I mean, the D stats are nice too, right? One point oh. six steals, almost one block. So that's yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, and that's I mean, you know, he has a health, full healthy season, and he's a, he's one of those few guys that could legitimately average two steals a game. Yeah. Yeah, and in one block from your from your guard. I mean that's that's you know Josh Richardson's status right there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what? Uh, where would you put Walden? You know, it's hard to argue with any anywhere you have him. Um, just because it's it's that who do you put him ahead of? Uh, I don't really see anyone I would necessarily uh, knock out of the top twenty-five for him. Um, right. You know, because you know, like you said, the field goal percentage, the turnovers. It's a little, a little scary. Uh, he's one of those guys where you, you see it. He usually ends up going higher than he should, though, just because of name, name value. He does, so, yeah, so it's he good to have, have someone look at it from like a non-biased perspective with just the numbers. Yeah. Do you prefer Lowry or uh, Wall? Man, it's a good question. Uh, I would normally prefer Lowry. Over yeah. wall, just you get. I, I think I'm not. I don't have Lowry in front of me, but I think he's typically averages more threes, um, yeah, not as many, threes. quite as many assists, uh, but his turnovers are typically a little bit better too. And you don't lose a whole yeah. lot in uh, steals, and you get a lot in free throw percentage. I think like Lowry's typically what yeah. mid 80s at least. Uh, so. Yeah, the crazy thing is, uh, yeah, he's way more rebounds too. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he's probably what like three or four inches shorter. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But he's built like yeah, he's built like a football player. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like a that's bigger that's... Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. All right, so look, yeah, we gotta move at like this pace. We're gonna be yeah. uh, talking about like I know twenty eight. <laughs> got uh, Al Horford. Um, and I think the way that I 
I wrote him up was uh, he's perennially underrated and may at the same time. Yeah, you can um, set it better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah, he's not jumping out of the page. Uh, he's not winning any weeks for you, uh, but yet at the same time, like he's a very valuable asset uh, to have on your team, especially from the big man position, right? You get a uh, mm-hmm. good shooting percentages, uh, three. Uh, you get blocks, and you know you get some dimes. Uh, so that's great. And I think the one thing that I saw that kind of gives me a little, you know, more optimism for this season, uh, his on-off splits with and without Kyrie. So with Kyrie, um, the field goal percentage was 7% better. Um, he put up 0.73s more. Uh, the, the percentage from downtown was the same, but a full rebound more and a full assist more uh, with Kyrie on the floor. So um, you know, obviously, a lot of it is predicated on Kyrie's health, um, and you know, in the top uh, the top twenty five, uh, I did kind of address Kyrie. You know, I'm not too worried uh, about him. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, like what, what were we talking about on the term, the two three term. Um, if there's any big guys, you know, available down there, yeah, uh, you know, Horford's probably you know obviously depending on your team build, uh, Horford may be a good guy to to kind of get right there. One of my favorite draft strategies the last couple of years that I've had a lot of success with is not drafting like point guards, but drafting big men who have a, who get assists. assists so like yeah. I had a team last year like antique t- uh, you know Jonas I was trying to say the last name yeah. Greek Freak, yeah. Um, yeah. Oladipo, Horford, um, Kevin Love, guys who you know who who can give you three mm-hmm. or four five assists a night on top yeah. of the blocks and the rebounds. And yeah. you can really, you can go five rounds without even drafting a point guard at that point. As long as you pick up, you know, a half decent um, point guard later on, um, just yeah. to kind of round out your assist numbers, you can, you can get away with uh, with that as long as you build it around guys like Horford. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, like a pick up guys. like a Collis in later on or something like that. Right, right. No, I agree. And then I think in addition to that, uh, especially with the influx of some of the rookie, the big men rookies, um, there's going to be a lot of blocks and rebounds available much, you know, much later in the draft. Uh, so, you know, like those specialists. So then you would just have to focus on the uh, finding the assist guys, you know, because you'll be able to find blocks later. Like there's some there's some guys down there. All right, let's go uh, 29. Tobias Harris. Um, I mean, I, I really like him. Uh, I didn't really get to see him, you know, see him play much when he was in Detroit. But uh, once he came to LA, you know, I, I really began to appreciate his game. Um, and I do think the the Clippers are going to be sneaky good. Mm. Um, they have a lot of talent, a lot of young talent. They're deep, and I think that's going to help them, especially in the regular season. And you know, Tobias, like he, you know, he can do it all. He balled um, out when he got um, to LA. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's really he's a really good player. And I think, you know, for, you know, people that are into narratives and things like that, I think the Clippers offered him like an $80 million extension, and he turned it down. So Hopefully he didn't Nolan's Noel himself. I know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. But, you know, he's betting on himself. Um, and, you know, you like to see that swagger, and you know that, you know, he's going to, um, well, I don't know, from a narrative perspective, right, like, um, you know, they think that like that's going to give him more motivation, or that's going to you know propel him to to ball out more. And we'll see. But you know, at the end of the day, he's a really good player, very talented. Um, he's going to contribute 
you know, everything across the board. Maybe a little light, maybe a little bit light on blocks, but um, everything else is good, especially, you know, the, the, the efficiency numbers are, are really good. Nope. Oh, did we just... Uh... What's going on here? We got a tornado? I think morning? Craig was going to be jumping in, but we're getting a little static. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I was going to say about Harris while we deal with this uh, thunderstorm here. Um, yeah. If he could put up those numbers uh, that he did when he got to L.A., and and I think he could even – I think he could do better than how he finished the season once he gets used to the system and the, the players around him. I mean, he's one of those guys who could be one of those Victor Oladipo steel type guys of this draft. Like, here's Oladipo, I think, was around, like, what, the 30 to 40? Where did you, do you remember he had Oladipo last uh, season? He was much lower. I think he was in the 60s. I think. Oh, was he that low? Okay, so, yeah, I mean, a little bit ahead of myself then. But I just see Harris as that kind of guy, like all-star potential, like, type of guy. Okay, you can get you can get around the third round area, like thirty. Um, I, I love if I can get him on my team this year, I'm going to be you know I'm going to be targeting him for sure. Um, hopefully, he's going to he's going to have a lot of hype around him. I think in drafts by the time we get there, you but think so? you I think so? uh, maybe I hope not because then I'm going to end up with him in every it. league. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm you know like I'm very uh, interested to see. Uh, when all the ADP data comes out from all the sites, because, uh, you know, there's a few guys in particular, especially Tobias, uh, that I'm curious to see how, you know, the market is valuing him. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think people are going to be too high on him personally. Um, then I'm all yeah. over it. I don't know about you, but if, yeah, I'm if like Harris him. is slipping, yeah, I would take him third round for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Solid, solid. Uh, 30, Eric Bledsoe. Um, yeah, you know, I, I actually think he's going to be really undervalued too, for some reason, but I mean, those steals, like the 2.1 steals, and then you're getting the rebounds and assists four four rebounds, five assists. Um, that's really good. <laughs> you know, the, the shooting percentages are a little, are a little light. Um, but I mean, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the Bucks are going to be a really good team too, especially the addition of, uh, Brooke Lopez is going to kind of open up things. Uh, for both Giannis and, and, and Bledsoe to drive. Um, it's crazy, though, because every time, like, I watch him play, like, he's so built. Like, I feel like he'd be, like, an awesome running back in the NFL. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. We were just talking about Lowry, Nate Robinson. Yeah. He's from that same that same mold. Um, you know, it's weird. Bledsoe's one of those guys I never, ever end up with on my team. <laughs> I, and then I, but I think I always at least make one trade offer during the season for Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I've owned them either just because of uh, the shooting, right? But, uh, yeah, when you really think about it, you know, like he's pretty elite in a, in a couple well, – he's elite in steals. But then he's above average in, you know, points, rebounds, assists. That's uh, Yeah, that's the thing with, with Lowry and even – I'll throw Nate Robinson back in there and Bledsoe is they average way more rebounds than you would yeah. think for how they're built. And it's got to be because they could just bully guys – out of the way so. and just yeah yeah you can't yeah, you can go sure. over them but you can't get around them so <laughs> yeah yeah no they're they're, they're they're bulldogs for sure they're bulldogs um all right 31 is this is probably where things get a little interesting i'll probably get a lot of uh you know interesting comments um deandre ayton uh the crazy thing is is i had him higher initially um when you know when i was just plugging in all the numbers 
<laughs> you know, I think he was in like the twenties, and you know, Viz was like, like the first when I went over my projections, like you know, he was the first guy that jumped out to me, and he was the first guy that jumped out to Viz as well. And so, you know, we spent actually a lot of time discussing him and, and going through everything. And it, I mean, the numbers kind of make sense, right? I mean, yeah. he's gonna get minutes, right? He's gonna get minutes. Uh, you're he, he's playing in the best fantasy environment, you know, the league has to offer. Phoenix, you know, they're not gonna play D. They push the pace. You know, they were the number one team in, in offensive pace last year. Um, you know, guys are chucking up shots, so there's gonna be a lot of rebounds. Um, the thing is, is the blocks. And that's where we had some some discussion. Um, you know, 1.9 blocks in college. Um, so, you know, it's tough. Like, I, I really didn't know in which direction to go. So I, I, I kind of kept it a little conservative. So I gave him 1.5 blocks, which I think is more than fair um, with some upside to that. So double-double uh, machine, I think. You know, I had him down for 17 and 10. I think that's fair with upside. Uh, and... You know, elite field goal percentage because it's going to be all dunks and putbacks pretty much, right? Yeah. And free, you know, the free throw percentage, low seventies, which is really good from uh, the center position. Uh, the crazy thing is, you know, I put in the um, the post was like I heard comparisons that he's the next Carl Anthony Towns or David Robinson, and so I just went back and looked at their rookie year numbers. Uh, Towns was fifty four percent field goal, one point seven blocks, ten rebounds, eighteen points. Uh, David Robinson was twenty four and twelve with eight point nine blocks. Dude, the Admiral <laughs> was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. how good he was until I read your article. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was crazy. But yeah, people so, forget, like, man. People forget. Yeah, I, he was. Yeah, I, I forgot too. And you know, I I always knew that he was good, but man, I didn't think he was like that. But and that's against uh, like Olajuwon and Ewing and Shaq. Yeah. Like that's not against you know the some six foot nine white guy. You know that's for sure. yeah for sure beast. So what's I'm curious. What's your uh, what's your thing on Aiden? You know. Uh, one, one, I, I thought Aiton was, you know, the the line on him was he was one of these like unicorn centers, but nobody talks about his outside shooting at all. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there if there's any concern that he's gonna maybe be jacking up threes or um, shooting, you know, outside of a few feet. Um, I mean, if he if he keeps it around the rim, I I, I agree. His, his field goal percentage, you know, should be elite. It, it should be a volume, you know, field goal percentage too. Not like a not like a John Henson fifty percent, but you know, um, like uh, it would be a good or it's like a not it's better than Gobert. Yeah, like a Towns fifty percent. I guess I guess Towns is probably the best comparison. Although Towns does knock down the threes, so yeah, do you think Aiton is gonna is gonna get out that get out the so. distance? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm down for like point two. So like the token three, maybe in like in transition, right? When he's the, uh, you know, the, the caboose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you worry yeah, about uh, volume from from like Booker, Jackson, Warren? Is there enough to go around for for Aiton to? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because like I said, that's the best fantasy environment in the NBA. Um, there's like a ton of possessions. You know, they push the pace, so um, everybody's going to be able to eat. So, yeah, I have no concern from that perspective.
Yeah, then I'm right with you, man. I, I love Aiton, and I, I'm in Phoenix, so I'm going to be able to watch him play a lot. Um, nice. And it's exciting. What's funny is uh, I think... You know, I, I think he was actually picked by the in a rookie poll, like to as the with the best chance to win rookie of the year. Um, and I think it's it comes down to environment. You're right. Like he's just he's in a position where he's gonna probably start. He's gonna get most of the center minutes, and he's gonna touch the ball a lot. Um, yeah, I love it. I I mean, be interesting if he has a Carl Anthony Towns rookie year. I mean, can't beat that. It'd be sick. sick. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the the rookie of the year um, thing, uh, I think it's gonna come down to he and Doncic, and I think it's gonna be the age old debate of uh, straight numbers versus like team impact, hmm. right? Because I think you know in a vacuum, Aiden's gonna have more numbers, um, but if Doncic is who I think he is, you know, I think he's gonna put up numbers, but not as flashy as Aiden, but I think he's gonna have a bigger impact on uh on the team in general right which will lead to more wins so uh it'll be very interesting yeah i should go check up the odds actually yeah i'm excited to see donch i think they well just in the rookie poll that they did this is going to be one of my like things later but donch 18 percent of people actually they split between deandre ayton and colin sexton as who would win rookie of the year at eighteen percent, yeah, and then Luka Doncic and Kevin Knox at nine percent for that's yeah crazy. Sexton. I I mean, there's no, with yeah, I don't see Sexton putting up the kind of offensive numbers that would you know get you a rookie yeah. of the year. But I still can't believe people are sleeping on Doncic. That's crazy. No, yeah, I mean, dude, dude, the guy is like basically a professional already. Yeah, not like these, he's not like these college guys who. Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Uh, whatever. Anyways, yeah. All right. Um, the next two guys, uh, I'll just group them together. No, your Yeah, yeah. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. I mean, I love Denver. Um, I love Jokic. I mean, everyone that's you know read my stuff, like you guys know, I love Denver. Um, in terms of, so I think the interesting thing uh, last year, like they kind of slowed down in terms of pace. Um, but there was a period of time. I think it was like mid. It was it late mid to late February, where. Um, Malone was like, yeah, I want to get back to the free-flowing, you know, kind of up-the-tempo pace type of, type of was game. Was that when Millsap was uh, out? It might have been. I, yeah, I forgot exactly when. But I do remember, you know, that, that quote, you know, coming, you know, like during the season. So I think, you know, I mean, if you're building the team around Jokic, right, like you want that free-flowing offense. Was that right like, around when to... Jokic got a triple-double in like seven seconds or whatever, or whatever, seven <laughs> minutes? <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, it was like first quarter triple-double. Oh, was, my that God. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, look, luckily, you know, I did have him rostered that, that night. DFS, Beautiful. So it was nice. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um, like, I, you know, I do think that that's the – you know, the best system uh, that they can run with the personnel that they have and the guy that they built around. Yeah. So I, I am expecting uh, an increase in pace. Um, I forgot if I wrote it down or not, but I think they were like 17th or something like that, uh, middle of the pack. So, you know, the year before they were top 10. So uh, I'm expecting that pace to get back into the top 10. And, you know, if it does, everybody's going to, you know, and it goes back to the whole macro thing of, um, you know, increased pace, you know, more possessions, right? Things like that, more opportunities. So, um, but, you know, from a more micro perspective, like, you know, both the guys, 
and they shoot right like elite um well not elite elite free throw percentage very good field goal percentage uh they're gonna score you know um the steals right gary harris is gonna be 1.7 murray's gonna be one uh i think murray has uh i don't want to say a little bit more upside um just because like both of them are so close right but i just feel like we've seen close to a ceiling of Harris, I think. Like, that's the sense that I get. Um, but, I like, I feel like we haven't touched uh, touched the apex of, of what M- Murray can do. And so that's why I kind of have him, uh, you know, right above. But, like, they're very close, 32-33. Uh, like, you know, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I agree with your comment. Um, what impact will Isaiah Thomas have? I mean, that – I think none. You really yeah. just straight straight backup minutes. I do. Um, I think uh, I forgot who it might have been one like one of the ESPN guys or something, but I'm not sure. But they did make one good point, which I, I all right. So I kind of concede this this aspect of it. Um, if it's hot, mm-hmm. then they'll probably give him a few more minutes to run, right? To kind of just like heat check it, right, and just do his thing, um, which is fine, right? Like that's what a coach should do, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, just from a general, you know, perspective, um, I don't think he's taking over significant minutes from Murray. Uh, you know, I think Murray's the guy. He's there to to be a back backup and you know to fill in when uh, Murray needs a breather. And I think that's about it. And you know, obviously, uh, there will be a gamer here um, where I you know it does get hot, and you know they're gonna let him you know run a little bit. But you know, over the course of a season. I don't really see it having so much of an impact. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, yeah, but the the only thing where I, the only reason I would hesitate slightly is that everywhere Isaiah Thomas goes, that's the beginning of the season note on him. Oh, he'll be a, a Heat guy off the bench, and then next thing you know, he's like, you know, starting MVP candidate <laughs> player by the end right. of the year. So. I mean, I don't know if his injury is ever going to allow him to get back to that. And I feel terrible for the guy. You know, he totally missed out on his bag of money. Uh, but, man, it, I, I just – you can't – I wouldn't bet against that that kid. But um, when it comes down to Harrison Murray, I, I would I, – so I give um, Harris the edge slightly. Uh just because I love, I love his his help with percentages without hurting you in the other categories. Um, yeah, no, he's a great compliment. He's an auto porter type uh, guy on your team. You don't build a team around him, but he rounds out a team nicely. Uh, and I think Harris also was dealing with a lot of a lot of injuries last year. I think a couple of them, like a foot, his foot a few times, and that can really mess with you. And he still put up great numbers when he was in there. So. You know, if he can stay healthy, I don't know that that he's hit his ceiling um, just yet. But when you play next to Murray, Will Barton, and Isaiah Thomas, you know, that could dilute all of them uh, just a little bit. But if they can get back up to that top 10 in, in offensive pace, I think you had them, they said they were seventh. If they can get back up almost, you know, nearly top five in offensive pace, then just like with Phoenix, there's going to be enough for everyone to go around. Um, so yeah, it's really going to come down to the, their philosophy there. Uh, plus, you know, plus they'll have Millsap back. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys on your team. I, w- I would definitely be happy to, to end up with either one of those guys 
Um, you know, I don't know in the third round, but definitely fourth round. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I, I totally agree. Um, let's go to the next one. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. Um, you know, I'm obviously bullish on Dallas you know, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Luka, Luka Doncic is going to really make a, a really significant impact on that team. Uh, and, you know, my boo from last year, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., I think he's going to make some improvements. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, like, has the perfect guy to give him the, I'm going to call him the Luka Oops. Um, you know, he's going to get a ton of open looks, uh, just dunks, right? Yeah. Jobs and things like that. And, you know, you know the boards are going to be there. I mean, I mean, you know what DeAndre is, right? Points, boards, uh, blocks. Yep. Um, elite field goal percentage, and he's going to hurt you in field goal percentage. So, um, you know, he is what he is, right? Yeah. So he's trying. He's, he's, you know, he's working on those free throws. <laughs> um, and I think he's gotten better every year. But the problem yeah. is he it would still take another 20 years in the league to get to somewhere that's not going to kill you on your fantasy league, uh, even with a slight improvement every year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he's another one of those guys I never have on my team. I, I rarely like I I rarely oh, take a punt. I, I rarely punt. I rarely punt a category. I yeah. tend to really dr- just try to draft well rounded. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're if if your draft is headed towards punt free throw, you know, if if you know your first couple picks, um, you know, are our uh, low free throw percentage guys or not great free throw percentage guys. And you just want to dive into it. I mean, DeAndre is your your man. Um, his, I'd like to see maybe even more blocks out of him. I think he's capable of it. Um, you know, and I can't wait to see him with Luca and with with Dennis Smith. Just like you said, I mean, those lobs. He man, this could be his. This could be one of his best seasons in the league uh, this year. You know, on a team with like nothing to lose, with a couple of, of playmakers. You know, looking to probably, you know, show the Clippers a little bit something, uh, you know, whether that's warranted or not. Uh, yeah, I, you know, and who knows, maybe Dallas has some free throw magician or something that can turn them into halfway decent. Yeah, I don't know. Well, here's my, I mean, there's two things, right? One, like, I do think that Carlisle opens up everything um, and, you know, the pace increases in Dallas. So that's, that's, you know, one part of the equation. Uh, but the second one is like someone, you know, commented to me that, oh, you know, like, how could you have DeAndre at two blocks when he was at point nine last year? Like, I think last year's number of block number was a total like outlier mm-hmm. right? because his career rate is one point seven. Right. Not just, you know, two, two years ago, he's at one point seven. And then the three years before that, two point five, two point two, two point three. Right. So yep. um, I think two is fair. Uh, you think that's too high or? No, no, I, 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 I think it'll be higher. I think it'll be getting back more I, up into the two point wow. five. Yeah, I think. Uh, okay. I, I don't know what, what his decline. You know, if it is an age thing, and you know his legs just don't have that, that lift like they used to, then you know, obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really wrong. But he's um, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not an old guy. I mean, he's a big guy, though. You know that. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of wear and tear. I mean, his knees are probably thirty five, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I something just I have one of those those gut, you know, feelings that, you know, he's just going to 
have have a really good season. I don't know what it is. This new environment, new coach, being around, you know, Dirk and and, and those guys. Like, I just feel like he's going to be inspired this year. So, you know, he would definitely be a guy who would be. Um, if I either have, if I, you know, if I've gone like Steph Curry early on and and Kevin Love, are really good free throw percentage guys, and you know, but with weak weak kind of blocks, and I would, you know, he might be one. He'd definitely be one of those guys I would look at at this point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, the next two, uh, 35, 36, I'll kind of group them together. Uh, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, and it's too bad we don't have Craig on here because I know <laughs> Craig would have loved to. Uh, you know, give me a lot of shit on this one. Um, you know, he's—I know he's super high on Bradley Bill, and I get it. Um, but when you know, I just put everything in. You know, this is this is where he ends up. Um, you know, I think uh, you know shooting guard isn't as deep, so you know it may be a good idea to you know to scoop up some guys. You know, here right in the three, you know, the third or fourth round. Um, you know, I think with Beal. There's always the injury, you know, injury risk. Like, yeah, like on any night he can drop a 50 burger. So the upside is definitely there. Um, the rebounds, he's going to give you close to, you know, four rebounds, close to four assists. Um, I don't think, I think last year he was at six, I think, his assist. I, I don't have it up there. But with you know, wall out, with wall out yeah, for exactly. what, a couple of months. Yeah, wall was out. So, I, you know, I don't think you're going to see that assist number this year. Uh, the turnovers, you know, 2.1, not bad. But, you know, the other guys like Clay and Gary Harris are, are a little lower. And then I think they're, he's a little light on the uh, the D stats compared to, like, Harris, Tom, you know, Harris, Thomas, uh, Clay, I'm sorry, Harris, Clay, and Beal, like, they're so close to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just really comes down to preference, right? Yeah. Like, that's how I look at it. Like, Clay is going to, like, you want threes, you know, you're getting Clay, right? Um, if you want a little more rounded, you know, well-rounded game, I guess Beal. Uh, if you want, um, you know, Harris, you're going to get, you know, higher steals and in a better environment, uh, you're going there. So I don't have an issue in terms of the order of these three guys. I feel like they're very close. It just comes down to a matter of preference. Uh, so I'm curious to hear uh, your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, I am a Golden State Warriors fan, uh, but... I'm not a huge Clay Thompson for fantasy fan. I think, I mean, obviously he's he has he has the ability to drop 50 points in a quarter sometimes. So, um, well, not really, but you know what I mean. And yeah. Bradley Beal, I think of those, man, of the three guys of Harris, Thompson, and Beal, I'd say Beal probably has the most upside from a fantasy perspective. Um, I agree with that. So he of those three, I would definitely probably lean towards Beal. I could see how over the course of a season, though, his numbers, you know, push him down, you know, to to under both those guys in your rankings. Um, but you know, if it was a head-to-head league, I'd probably definitely go Beal um, over those guys. That, that's fair. Yeah, I'll just leave it there because we got to so we keep moving. We got a bunch to go. Okay. <laughs> and Sounds and I want, I really right. can't wait to hear this next one. So. Yeah. Uh, so thirty-seven Kawhi. <laughs> Kawhi <laughs> Um, you know, I, I know, I mean, if you guys have been listening from, you know, the first pod and, uh, you pretty much know my stance on Kawhi, um, you know, I'm, I'm a fade on him, but the thing is, is like, I'm not a complete fade because I acknowledge that there's a chance that he ends up as a top five player. Uh, so, you know, initially, like he was really tough for me because I initially, I just wanted to fade him completely. 
Like, I wanted to fade him completely last year, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I ended up uh, putting him too high. And so I think that experience last year kind of, you know, maybe biased. <laughs> yeah, biased the pendulum me. swung all the way the other way. Uh, no, because I was down on him last year. Like, I had some serious reservations of him. But I just couldn't bring myself to put him that low. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, in a way, you know, maybe it's me kind of compensating. You would have looked like a genius, though. <laughs> if yeah. you put Kawhi, I mean, you, you looked like a genius anyway with your rankings last year. But if you had, like, put Kawhi way down... So we'll see. Yeah. You, you're you're really going for it this season at 37. Yeah, we'll see. So you know, yeah, that, 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 you know, means I'm probably right. But you know, like <laughs> people don't care when you're right, right? They only care when you're wrong. Right. So, you know, it really doesn't matter. But all right. So, um, I guess the whole everything is predicated on, I guess, the mental state of Kawhi. I guess that's what it comes down to when I think of it, because, um, he's proved that, uh, you know, he's willing to sit out time. Like, he proved that last year. Like, if he's not happy or if there's a little injury, um, he's not going to push through. Because I think his ultimate goal, like, I still do believe that uh, he does want to end up in L.A. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's the Lakers or Clippers, that's you know, that's where things, you know, get, you know, is open for debate, I think. But um, because of that, like, I just can't put him where I think that, you know, a healthy Kawhi, you know, should be ranked. Because a healthy Kawhi is top ten, in my opinion. Oh yeah, right? can, I mean his ADP yeah. is going to be top fifteen, probably. I'm curious. Yeah, that's where I'm like, that's why I really want to see where like the ADP, you know, data comes on a lot of these guys. Because, I mean, you think it's fifteen? You think that's where it ends up? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's possible because you know, well, one, like if you look I at it, Yahoo or ESPN or some bullshit site like that, like you know, there's always so many people that you know that just draft them wherever they decide to rank them. So it'll be interesting to see like where they decide to put them. Um, and sometimes guys coming off missing like whole seasons like that end up pretty lowly ranked um, on there. Man, I, yeah, I don't know. I, are people, did people forget about Kawhi unless, you know, they're people like us who think about this stuff all the time. Um, I mean, like, the, the Roto World guys, are like, they pretty much have them, like, they're, like, you know, uh, I think the mocks had one guy, took them in the second round, but then most of the guys were, like, ah, too early. probably a little too rich for me, maybe third round, I would scoop them, but I think the caveat that they said was that, you know, once preseason comes around and they actually see him play, you know, he's out there, then they might push him back up. Yep. So we'll see, you know, I mean, like, yeah, like. Healthy preseason, he's top 15. I yeah, so, you know, yeah. Like, the, for me, the injury risk and the mental risk. <laughs> I just feel it's just too much for me to uh, to put him higher. Are you going to like, update these rankings, though, if he looks good preseason? Um, I may. I think what's going to happen is uh, next week I'm going to put out the 200, and then the week after that I'm going to uh, put out the full – I think I went 331 players deep. Dang. Um, so I'm going to give it to Rudy and he's going to put it into like, um, uh, you know, like the editable format where you can, you know, just, you know, mm. scroll and, you know, whatever, like do it by the tabs and things like that. Yep. Uh, so then that'll be out in like two weeks. And I think from that sheet, um, yeah, you know, I think I'll, I'll try to keep it as updated as possible. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I mean, but this, this particular situation, like, honestly, like, 
I'm not going to change. Okay, so say Kawhi looks healthy in the preseason. For me, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. get to see it for like a month, a month, month and a half uh, of the regular season for me to kind of uh, get me off of my, you know, my little hill that I'm probably going to die on here. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's there in the third round, you grab him? I think for me, fourth round. Okay. Yeah, I think fourth. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely, I would, I would entertain third. Yeah, uh, it would be um, hard to pass but, <laughs> if I saw him still yeah, sitting there. Yeah, but I, I just think that my my negative bias is just too much. Where, um, you know, like personally, like I said, I wanted to, you know, to put him lower, um, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it, you know, that much. So yeah, I guess fourth round for me. Imagine you grab like Anthony Davis first pick, Kyle Lowry second round. Maybe that's yeah. too late. John Wall. Then Leonard sitting there when you got back-to-back okay. picks. When you got back-to-back picks, and second, all, third. And then, on a, on a and I'll, I'll get hurt in the first month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the riskiest team of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that team needs to come with insurance. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I don't hate it, right? Because, like, I, oh, well, you know, like, you're, going for, you're trying to win. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's, up, it's not like Kawhi's been known to be, like, an injury-prone guy i mean he, you know he obviously the thing with with uh with zaza though that was that was pretty freak you know landing on zaza's big foot uh, i mean this hit these hit things are pretty serious though like but 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 look at his career right like from his rookie year right 64 58 66 64 72 74 right yeah. and so, okay factor in the pop factor right regular season game yeah the rest like that but yeah. i mean look yeah, look at the begin look at the beginning of his career, right? All the sixties. Right? Yeah, we were so, giving Kyle, Kyle Lowry a hard time and he played way yeah. more than that over. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, he, you know, tweaks a little hammy or whatever and like you know, since you know, I already pretty much think like he's his mind is already on the, the beaches of, of California anyways, right? Yeah. You know, he's gonna be like, Oh man, it's cold in Toronto. Like, <laughs> he's got shot at the finals kill. though. Yeah. No, true. So you know, I mean you know what you what all you guys were saying a, a couple pods ago like i totally get it and like i know that's definitely within the realm of all outcomes like you know these guys are, are ballers right like you know inside the the lines like they just play the competitive juices get going and you know um you know they're all alpha dogs right so like they want to get there so you know i totally get that but um yeah i, I just can't get it out of my head that you know like he's proven that he's willing to sit out games, you know, and there's a good chance that he misses, you know, uh, a, a lot of games, whether it be through physical injury or through just, uh, you know, mental apathy. Uh, yeah. So, have you ever heard uh, Leonard give an interview? No, I have not. Uh, that's why he's probably like a Westworld. He's probably like a Westworld. Uh, I thought it'd be funny if, like, you know, they give him an award. He's like, hey, thank you very much. Oh, this oh, is the support. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> I like to give him the Urkel voice or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Hey, uh-huh. uh, 38. Robert Covington. I mean, this is pretty. Don't really have to go too much into it. You know, he's auto Porter light, right? Um, yep. You know, don't think it's like he just jacks up some really shitty shots. So his field goal percentage is, is really bad. But, you know, like outside of that, I mean, he's contributing, like, boards, not too many dimes, but, you know, it's the D stats, right? 1.8 steals is, is very nice. And, 
you know, close to a block a game and, you know, Philly's going to be good. And, um, you know, he's a pretty, as much as Philly fans kind of, you know, cringe when he's on the court, especially on the offensive end, um, you know, he is very valuable from a defensive perspective. So uh, he's going to be on the court a lot. And that yep. in and of itself half the battle. So. Yeah. He's one of the, he's a, he's one of those frustrating, uh, frustrating player, fantasy players. Cause the potential's there and he'll have one of those like, games where he just fills it up you know where he's got 25 points 12 boards two blocks two steals four threes and then the next game he'll have you know like six points and he'll miss you'll go like over eight <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah he's he's tough he's tough to own um but yeah i don't know you know it's hard to say like even if like Fultz comes back um, you know, his minutes are going to be there. Like you said, uh, I don't, it might limit. I like where you have him around 12 points a game. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. so yeah, if you need those D stats, I mean, he's a guy to look at and you have good shooters, yeah. but, uh, I'd it's like good, this next know. guy. I like your next guy better. If, yeah, for, yeah, if you're looking no, for you're D a, stats. You're yeah. You're a <laughs> fan, so I'm going to, I'm going to defer to you on this one. I just want to mention one thing though. Um, a lot of guys were coming at me saying that he was too low here. So let me, let me hear your thoughts. I, that was my, that's funny. That, that was my first thought when I saw him down at 39. Cause, uh, I mean, his, his stats across the board are crazy, but he's one of those other guys who, who I don't like drafting, but I like trying to trade for during the season. Okay. And people are usually right. like, no way you can't have him. Um, right, right. his, the points, the points are frustrating with Draymond, and there's he doesn't he really doesn't even have that potential to blow up even. Uh, I mean, Covington at least has the potential to occasionally give you twenty to thirty points. Draymond rarely does unless Curry and Durant happen to be out. Um, but the the blocks, the steals, the assists, the boards, everything is elite. You get a three out of them. I mean, I. I put him right up there with kind of like Al Horford, um, where you can. He's one of those guys you can you can get away with not drafting a point guard if you draft Draymond. Um, but I think there's no way that he's available at 39 in pretty much in almost every draft. So by putting him at 39, I think you're basically yeah, saying like you're not no you're not going to be drafting him if you're following my rankings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that what you're thinking? You know, I, no, just you know, as I said, like. Um, I tried to take out as much subjectivity as I could, you know, in these rankings, because two years ago, um, it was, there was a lot of subjectivity on my part. And like, I think there's, you know, there's good and bad to both ways of doing it. Right. Um, I just felt like I didn't feel as comfortable doing it that way. Um, you know, so like this year I wanted to kind of just hone everything down and just, you know, refine everything and, you know, just have, you know, let the numbers speak for themselves. Because I know a lot of times, like, I have certain biases that affect my rankings both positively and negatively, which, you know, they shouldn't, right? Because at the end of the day, um, it's a numbers game, right? Mm-hmm. And especially especially basketball, because it's one of the more predict- predictable sports, right? Yep. Just because there's so many opportunities, so many possessions, things like that. Now, with that said, um, you know, the rankings, the numbers by themselves are not the end-all, be-all. Right. And like, you know, for example, like some of these guys are so close. Right. So, you know, a lot of it comes down to, you know, roster construction, you know, like 
you know, what's your first pick, like who you pick with your first two, you know, in the first two rounds, like it really determines a lot on who you're going in round three. Right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, by me having Draymond here, it wasn't necessarily me being like, oh, I don't like Draymond, you know, and like, I'm going to put him here. It was more of like, all right, let me just allocate, you know, the minutes, you know, the usage, things like that. And then let the, uh, let the computer kind of, you know, spit out where he is ranking from a numbers perspective. But then from there, right. Like, like, for example, like, um, uh, like say I'm good at like, I don't know, I just like say I have, you know, shooting guards. Like I, I drafted a shooting guard in, you know, the first round, or, I don't know, or say like I, I scooped up Mitchell or whatever. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, the next round, um, you know, he, he's sitting there. Um, or, you know, what if I went like, no, no, so, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Say I went, uh, yeah, so okay, if I went like, say, guard heavy or, you know, backcourt heavy, um, you know, if he's there, then yeah, it's a possibility. But if I go, you know, big man's and, you know, he's there, you know, probably not taking him. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example. I, just, I probably did a terrible job explaining things right there. But I'd say, like, if you had a team with, like, Clay Thompson and Donovan Mitchell on it, or, you know, you're in a smaller league and you need to round it out. Or, I know what you mean, though. Like, where you're, all, you're yeah, missing, all, yeah. All context. It's all context, right? It's all your team context. So I thought his um, field goal percentage was better. Is he really just down at 44? Well, that's factoring in... Um, volume it's volume yeah rated. okay and that's yeah that's one of the things i wanted to do let me give you the exact number i like think what, i what think draymond did. yeah i mean no i agree with it and that and that's why i, I initially it's thought oh, man. Yeah. yeah i initially thought oh, 39 and then i saw his field goal percentage like well yeah that you know that could bump him down a bit and the free throw percentage um yeah adjusted for volume so i'm sure too yeah. but so you know yeah like i said like so just it's all you know it's just in a vacuum right without you know context um you know like if i was you know picking much higher and he was there there's a chance i would take him you know it all depends on uh you know how my team is looking how you know just yeah yeah it's just you know. so so to me i think Viz made a really good point like when he said like he does his hockey rankings and he doesn't like putting uh rankings per se he just likes to put them in tiers um, which is yeah, probably a better way of doing things just because some people like sometimes we get so fixated on, oh, he's one and he's, you know, this guy's five or, you know, this guy's seven or nine, whatever. Like at the end of the day, really, it's really not that big of a deal. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you know, just, in, you know, in a vacuum, I guess, like it is. But like it's, you know, things cannot be taken in a vacuum. Right. Just like everything that we use is a tool. Right, whether it be ADP data, whether it be rankings, um, opinions of people that you follow, like you know, it, it it all fits into the puzzle, like to try to to try to crack the matrix, right? So, yeah. Um. So okay. So sorry about that, Rand. I know I did. Yeah. That no. 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 Yeah. Well, guys like to... guys like Draymond are are those those kind of puzzling guys, you know, and they're you, there is a specific team that they work really well on, but most constructed teams, by the time you get down to around where he's going to go, he's probably someone to avoid. But uh, but in some scenarios, you know, he, he he's a perfect fit, but you hardly ever see him on teams that are winning their league. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. So, okay, so, you know, probably 
uh, Draymond and Otto Porter are probably the two most highly debated players in fantasy, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, would you put them in the same category of, like, type of fantasy player? Or, I mean, I mean, Jeremiah gives you a little bit more, right? But, I mean. Yeah. In a sense that they're sort of, like, rounder, outer kind of guys. Um, Yeah, like, they're they're not going to win you a week. But, um, you know, they're solid. Like, the the, the floor is super high. So, like, like they're very valuable to certain team builds. But, like, they're. You know the the upside is definitely limited. Where uh, Draymond, I guess, has a, a little higher upside because he can go triple dub. But um, I don't know. They're they're kind of similar in that sense, right? Yeah, I mean, if your team's like on a scale, and one side of the scale's like really really tipped, Otto Porter, Draymond, those guys are good for helping to bring that scale back to even. Um, whereas I try to keep that scale even the whole time. But sometimes you don't you don't have a choice. You know, you can't do it how you want. So if you if you're looking at your team and you're thinking like, man, you know, I got I got a lot of shooters, uh, you know, good percentages, good you know, good threes, really weighted that way. But I need and I and they score, but you know, I'm not getting a lot of the other stuff. Then Draymond's someone who can you can bring on a balance out. If you got a lot of big man stats, then Porter's like one of those guys you can use to sort of balance out the other side. Look at Harris is kind of one of those guys too. Um, yeah, for sure. Do, so yeah. Do you remember his? Do you remember Draymond's ADP last year? I don't remember. I he was. I'm trying to. I remember him going at least. I thought he was at least in the top thirty. Was he really? I thought. I thought he was above Clay. But I could be wrong. Okay, that's where he ended up getting drafted, right? Not like final. Not where he ended up. Right, 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 right. Where where I saw him right. being drafted. Oh, yeah. Drafted. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find the ADP data. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, I, I guess what? He usually goes like third round, I guess, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, about right. Okay. All right. You know. If I find it, I'll let you know. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think we've gone on a, a, enough of a tangent on Draymond. So, um, all right. Next guy is uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, I've never been a, a big Aldridge fan. Um, I just think, you know, he's just, I don't know, for a big guy, he's so soft, right? But, um he you know, impressed me last year, though. He's very skilled. He's very skilled in the post. Um, and he can shoot, some, you know, he shoots the three a little bit. Yahoo um, had, had Draymond around 28 and Clay around 26. Oh, wow. Okay. So they, okay. Yeah. So third. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, sir. Yep. No problem. Uh, back, to, uh, back to Aldridge. Um, you know, high usage rate. Uh, you know, that's probably going to come down a little bit with uh, DeRozan in town. But, you know, field goal percentage is decent. You know, double-double threat. Um, you know, a little light on the steel. Give you a little bit of blocks. Um, and, you know, there's always the, the pot factor that you have to worry about. Um, yep. You know, he's not going to get the full complement of minutes and games. But with that said, uh, you know, like, he puts up points. Right. And, you know, the easiest way to fantasy production is points, scores. So, yep. Um, yeah. So, you know, like I, I hate seeing LaMarcus here and I, you know, I hate drafting him. But, you know, you look at the numbers like, you know, he, you know, he puts it up. So there's no denying that. Good volume on the percentages. Um, sure. He can even shoot the three a little bit now. A little um, bit. But yeah, they just don't. San Antonio was like 27th in three point attempts of the team or something like that. So I think yep. that's like a more of a cultural thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It'd be interesting now with DeRozan and Danny Green gone. Like, 
they might have the lowest amount of threes in the last 10 or 15 years for a team. They might be. Yeah, they might be less. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and Ginobili might retire now. So, um, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, I'm with you on Aldridge. He's just kind of boring. I tend to avoid yeah, him. Like but those, you can't. I mean, those numbers are sick, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's great. They're solid. Yeah. Like, you can't. You he can't shouldn't be as boring as he is, but he is. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. This next, right, next guy, guy, though, he's exciting. Yeah, shocker, Denver Nugget. <laughs> uh, you know, Will Barton. Um, for me, like, okay, so a key contributes across the board. Um, but I think for me, the, the thing that's most appealing about him is um, his versatility. And because of his versatility, that gives him uh, a high minutes floor because the coaches, you know, they want him on the floor. And, you know, he's able to, to play multiple positions on both ends of the court. So that gives him a very high floor. And, you know, we've seen his ceiling at times. Uh, he's not consistent, but, like, he can drop 30 burgers, 40 burgers uh, on any given night. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier with uh, Murray and Harris, you know, uh, I think the environment, uh, the offensive pace uh, is going to increase in Denver, which, you know, should benefit everybody. Yeah, no, totally agree. I love Will. And it's crazy that, um, you know, the, all the publicity that, uh, McCollum and Lillard get in Portland, and yeah. you have those three Nuggets all ranked above McCollum, yeah. who, yeah, yeah. who, spoiler alert, is next on the list. Um, yeah, that I okay, mean, me that's that's crazy. You. But I love Will. I I, I I get Barton on my team a lot. It seems like, uh, but I think this year, uh, you know, the hype train might be moving a little too fast. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be more on the radar this year. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. Let me hear your CJ. I you know I think um, I think CJ uh, has been talking a lot lately. Uh, <laughs> now, have you heard all this podcast stuff with him? Uh, you know, talking about how he hates he would never play for a super team, and then you yeah. know he had Durant on as being all buddy buddy when Durant was on his podcast, and then he totally trash talked right. him like behind his back. So I don't yeah. know what's going on with CJ mentally this season. It's I don't know like what it's going to lead to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just kind of angry about that. It, that that these super teams are probably gonna cost him a chance to be to win a championship on a really good Portland team. In a, in a lot of years, they'd be would be a top team, but not with the way the West is. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I like CJ a lot. I think you know he's he's kind of you know he's a lot like uh, Clay Thompson um, and. He's one of those guys where he's a good fit on a team if you if you've kind of gone big man heavy early on. Uh, I don't know that he'll be available at 42 though. I think his ADP is probably going to be better. Just yeah, just if anything, he, he based off name higher. recognition. Yeah. yeah so he goes higher. Sure. Yeah, I think I think where I think he's I think you have him more uh, where he should be, and I think his ADP is going to be too high for for me to go for him. What do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I think, you know, this, uh, you know, the, the shooting guard depth um, has really got me thinking, you know, about things. So I'm just going through it right now. All right. So the top guys, Harden, Depot, Holiday, Mitchell, Harris, Clay, Beal, Barton, McCollum, Booker, Lou. I guess they have Doncic as it as a shooting guard. I'm not sure how that'll go. But then, so I think I would stop it there. Right, so that's 11, 11 guys, right? Yeah. Um, and then below, 
Reddick, Levine, <coughs> Batum, DeRozan. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, those are fine guys, but that's that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big teardrop from the top, whatever top eleven guys, right? Yeah, it's pretty top heavy. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think there is something to the shooting guard depth aspect of it. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'll feel comfortable reaching for any of those guys, um, but I think you want to grab one of those, one of those, uh, one of those guys. Yeah, up to I guess Booker Williams. That's probably the tear break right there. Um, so yeah, I guess CJ. Yeah, but like you said, he's probably not going to be there. So um, yeah, I'd be happier like avoiding Harden and the top of that shooting guard list. And I'd be and happy grabbing other positions up top there and grabbing like a Booker or something, you know, the more the bottom of that list because the bot even the bottom of that top tier is really strong. Yeah, but yeah, Booker, yeah, Booker's nice. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, you know how I feel about Houston, so like, I mean, I, I have thoughts of yeah, Harden's like, money for sure. Yeah, right Harden yeah. over over Davis. Like, I have thoughts on it. So it's hard. It's hard to point. argue with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, so who would you would you you put McCollum over Clay? You put him above there. Harris mm, in the Harris range. I think McCollum gets more chances than Clay, just because of you know the Warriors have Durant and Curry, um, and McCollum's really kind of the second option. Yeah. In Portland, so I think you know, I think he's got more upside. I think probably more upside than than Beal too. Uh, but for whatever reason, he just, um, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably put CJ over Beal and Clay, but definitely in the they're same close. tier. Yeah, they're close. They're close. Yeah. I think he just the the D stats. He's a little light on the D stats compared to those guys. Yep. I think. Yep. That's yeah. that's where. Yeah, that's gonna be the. You never hear of CJ as a three and D guy. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, if Lillard goes down, then. Oh um, yeah, yeah, all aboard. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah, right. now let's get uh, to Simmons because we got some opinions on this. <laughs> all right, uh, Simmons is, man, you know, I mean, triple double. I mean, that's sick. Like basically yeah. fifteen, eight, and eight with one point six steals and one block, which is so nasty. It's so frustrating. Um, that he's yeah, so bad <laughs> at yeah, free throw yeah, shooting. Insane, insane. Yeah. 63%. That's generous. Rated. Yeah. Then, yeah. 3.4 turnovers is really bad. So um, I just can't I just can't put him higher, you know, with that. Uh, and I think the way that Boston defended him in the playoffs last year, uh, you're going to see that more and more this year. Yeah. And I think that's going to. It's going to take time for Ben to adjust to that because, I mean, you know, you know, teams are not stupid, right? They see tapes. Oh, yeah. They see tape and, they, you know, they're going to implement the same strategy. So uh, I, I think I think I was pretty kind of generous on his field goal percentage, to be honest with you. Um, I could see that, you know, coming down uh, significantly, uh, which would, you know, knock him down more. But, you know, with that said, he's still going to, you know, he's still a nightly you know, threats to mess around, um, and the D stats are going to be there. So um, the floor is relatively high. Uh, it's just too bad that his ceiling is, is capped. Um, I know you had some things about him changing uh, hands with shooting. 
Yep. So you think that makes a real uh, real impact? I don't know. I mean, I heard it. I heard it before the summer, and I, I kind of laughed it off. I thought that's got to be a joke. But now I'm reading about it again. That this is legit. Like I guess he's legitimately right-handed. Like he does everything right-handed. He just yeah, and he finishes around the rim right-handed. He just shoots left-handed from you know when he gets deeper. So I'm like, maybe, but there's no way that he hasn't tried that at some point in his in it. I know he's young, but still, like at some point he must have tried to shoot right-handed and it didn't go well, so he went back to left or something, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I just hope that the guy that's you know put the put the thought in his head to change his shot isn't the same guy that was helping out Marco Fosse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, well, I was just thinking Drew Hanlon's being wasted on Fultz, you know, just let, get him to bed. No, I mean, I'm really, uh, I'm pretty bullish on that, actually. Um, but the funny thing is, is even with that aspect, like I think Hanlon's going to help Fultz a lot. Even with that, like I increased uh, a lot of his uh, stats. And so I thought Fultz would be, you know, pretty high in my rankings. But even with that, Nah, he's really low still, which is uh, yeah, yeah, which is a shame. He's still yeah, basically he a rookie like, this year. I mean, it's true. That's true. Um, uh, man, I love Ben Simmons though. Like, it's crazy. Oh, sorry, like, but, oh no, yeah. I was just gonna say, I I just love Simmons. Like, I think he's just, I mean, he's so much fun to watch. Like, the team's just crazy. But it's so funny just to watch him. Like, you just know he's not gonna shoot it. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't think of another player who I just could, was watching and just knew he wasn't going to shoot. And that now the teams know he's not going to shoot. Just keep him in front of you. Make him shoot it. it I mean, the only way that he's going to uh, get to that elite tier of player is by, by learning to shoot. And it'd be crazy to see if he could do it. I mean, I don't see how an athlete like that can't figure it out. Like, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Like... How does someone like the number one pick in the draft can't shoot? Like I don't, it doesn't make any sense saying that out loud. But right. I agree. Well, you know, I mean, there's guys that can't make free throws, right? And the yeah. professional athletes, so, right? So I mean, kind of um, makes sense. Like the big men with their hands being so big and like, you know. See, I disagree with that, right? Because it that like so the analogy would be like us like shooting a nerf nerf basketball, right? Yeah. Right, but I've done it. It's, yeah, you know, I figured it out <laughs> over time. Uh, yeah, that's um, true. Enough. For, well, then, I mean, yeah, that's then it's just mental, I guess. But is Simmons' jump shot just mental at this point? Like, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's like, uh, like there's been times I've I've gone to the park and played, and uh, you know, there'll be a guy. He gets so far into someone's head, like he'd be like, "Yo, I give you that J. I give you the J. It's all day." And he doesn't even stand there and watch them. He just starts walking to the basket to get the rebound. Yeah. And, like, kept doing it. Guy couldn't make it. Right? Yeah. He just just kept giving him a shot. Can't make it. Can't make it. And at some point, um, right, it, I mean, it gets you mentally. So I think, like, worst case scenario, right, like, like if he, you know, has to start making that J and, you know, teams are going to give it to him, and if he can't make it, I mean, at some point, like, there's a chance that it affects his assists. Right? Yeah, and it could affect it. It could just snowball and affect the rest of his game. Where like, you know, he doesn't 
you know, play as hard on D because he's thinking about, you know, what, you know, the, you know, his offensive, you know, limitations. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a chance that things could snowball from there. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, what kind of adjustments or, you know, if he is able to develop his jump shot. Um, but it's just mind-boggling that even without a J, he can shoot 50% and go 15, 8, and 8, basically. That's like crazy. Oh, I mean, because he's so long. Like, watching him drive to the lane is just beautiful. But, I mean, it's like, say what you will about Lonzo. At least he's not afraid to shoot. And he has the ugliest shot ever. But he still hucks it up. And he's making threes. It's like, Simmons can't at least do that? Like, maybe he needs to shoot from the other side of his body. Like, maybe just, you know, just whatever. Just have Lonzo yeah. come over and show him how to shoot. Like, something. Yeah. yeah. Make one a game. Oh. Like, that's it. One a game. Make, <laughs> make like, one, one th- three a game. And he, you know, he jumps up 20 spots in the standings. But, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> all right. This next, guy, this next guy. This next guy. I could go on Simmons all night. This next guy, this could be your maker. This could be the son won me my league ranking, uh, or the. <laughs> he seems high to me, but or I guess low. Like I don't know. A lot of people are high on him. I remember Viz well, yeah. was talking about. Yeah. Viz mentioned him last last week, and I heard the Roto guys were very high on him too. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where the market where the market prices him, um, but. Yeah, I'm very bullish on him. Um, he's super long. Uh, he's a beast in transition. Um, just the way that the Nets operate, uh, you know, they spread it, you know, they spread out the court. They run a lot of, you know, a pick and roll dive action. Um, there's going to be a lot of space uh, in the middle of the court uh, for him to, where, you know, finish off alley oops or you know, just just straight bounce passes to him. Um, you know, the environment there is great, too. Uh, Brooklyn was, I think they're top five. I'm pretty sure top five in pace, maybe top ten. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of possessions. So, you know, elite field goal percentage, double-double possibility, the 1.7 blocks, uh, and 75% free throw volume adjusted. Um, that's really good. Really, really good. Yeah, man. Good thoughts? Yep. Jared Allen is... Uh, full-on sleeper of the year right now, I think. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's making it, he's mainstream sleeper status at this point. Um, and I liked, him, I liked him a lot. You brought you brought him to my attention kind of last year. Um, and and it just, and I, I was one of those guys picked him up. And same with John Collins. They, they, were the, he was, they were two guys that I was kind of getting disappointed by all season just because I kept waiting yeah. for him to break out. But that typically means the next year is going to be the year. Um, sure. So I like having sure. these guys next to each other here in your rankings. Um, another spoiler alert: John Collins is coming up. Um, but yeah, I think I think on a team like the Nets, who who aren't really playing for anything, but aren't gonna. We already showed that they're not gonna throw in the towel. Um, they're gonna play hard. They got young guys who want to prove themselves. And, you know, this guy's going to have a ton of opportunities to, to block shots, rebound, um, you know, and, and give you that field goal percentage without killing you in free throws. So he's a guy, like, if you just decide that DeAndre is not worth it or you want to have a well-rounded team, you know, just wait and go for Jarrett. Um, you know, don't – you don't need to feel pressure to grab 
uh, a boards and blocks guy with a low free throw percentage because there's guys like Allen and Collins coming up who aren't going to kill you in free throws and can still give you the the pretty elite you know block numbers and stuff that you need. Um, yeah, you know, but Allen sure. Allen's definitely more of a block guy than Collins. Uh, definitely. So you know, if you if you're getting to this point and you're not liking where your blocks are at, you know this. It would be a good time. He's definitely a good guy to grab because he's not going to kill you anywhere else. Yeah, and I think this kind of coincides with what uh, you and Craig were talking about, uh, that center being relatively deep Yeah. Uh, this year, um, where there's guys that you can't get. So, you know, I guess that in conjunction with, you know, the shooting guard uh, lack of depth, um, that maybe kind of fits. Maybe that's Maybe that's a way to conquer the puzzle right there, right? to pay up shooting guard and pay down center possibly yep um and yeah so i guess yeah it depends who you go in rounds one and two but yeah there's definitely guys here um yeah get those elite wings Collins. get those elite wings early and then what's yeah, the, the next like the next like five the next five of six guys are centers i think up, centers. So. yeah so yeah there's a lot of guys here um collins i mean i loved him last year i mean watching him in summer league i was really impressed um you know, he was a beast in transition and just the way that like he moves around, like he's kind of like, I don't know, well, like a gazelle, not a gazelle, but like, I don't know, when he jumps, like I feel like I was looking at like a pogo stick or something. Yeah, he's like um, Tigger or whatever on that. Yeah. <laughs> like just, yeah, it's, it, yeah. he's one of those guys who, who can like miss a layup and then he's like up and dunking his yeah. own put back, you know, before yeah, anyone gets a else back. gets, yeah. For sure, for sure. And I think for me, the most important thing that, well, not most important, but the thing that really impressed me the most was um, his offensive repertoire. Like, he has a really nice uh, mid-range jumper. Uh, I've seen him shoot a three. I don't know how much volume he's going to do, you know, from downtown, but uh, he has a really, really smooth shot. And, you know, with the addition of Trey Young and Herter, I think they're going to push the pace as well in Atlanta. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities, um, which is going to help him both, you know, scoring opportunities, but probably rebounds. And, you know, you mentioned the blocks, you know, Jared Allen being, you know, more proficient in that department. But, I mean, he's still at 1.3, which is only 0.4 behind, well, not not only, but, you know, it's 0.4 behind Allen, which is a respectable number, right? And the free throw percentage... Uh, is going to be in the, you know, probably, you know, 73%. So, you know, like you were saying with Allen, um, you know, you don't need to sell out for the blocks and, and double-doubles, rebounds, things like that, um, at the expense of free throw percentage when there's two guys, you know, the tier right below uh, that, you know, won't put you too far behind. Yeah, and all that being said, I might like the guy at number 46 the best. Really interesting. He's just—he's okay. one of those guys that he's always—he's—I mean, he does across the board. His assists are better than most centers. Uh, he blocks over one a game. He doesn't get a lot of turnovers. He'll get you a steal. He—I think the boards could be even a little low, points even a little low. He shoots threes at a you know enough volume to to give you. You know, he's a legit three-point shooter. Um, you know, and and he always, you know, you look at his numbers, he has some injuries. He's got, you know, there's some, some you know, Bombas there on the Magic. Um, we're talking about uh, Nikolai Vucevic. 
Yeah, uh, he, uh, I mean, I don't know why people always kind of sleep on this guy, but um, I think this season is a good season to grab him because I think he's finally going to be uh, right around his, his real his real value. Um, I think in the, maybe the last couple seasons he went a little higher than, than he should have. But I think this season, for whatever reason, I feel like this season people are, are, um, are sleeping on him a bit. But it could just be... I don't know. What, why do you think? Um, what what puts Collins? I know I know you're being uh, objective with these rankings, but I could tell yeah. just um, you're more of a Collins Allen fan at the end of the day as well. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they're giving you you know the three pointers are nice, um, but you know those other guys are giving you better D stats. Yeah. I think that's usually what you're trying to search for, right, for the big man, especially in this this area of the draft. Um, Threes, I think threes are the easiest thing to to get, mm-hmm. or um, you know the most readily available. I think that you can scoop off the waiver wire. Um, you know, with that said though, like the like you said, the complete package is really nice for Vucevic. Um, you know, interestingly, he he made the one 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 club, so which is like one three pointer made, one steal, and one block per game, which is very elite company. Like yeah. usually every year. It's less than ten guys, I think. I think, um, I think, and either two or three of them are named Nikola. Uh, right. Jokic and who's the other one? Vucevic, Nikola oh, Vucevic. Vucevic Jokic. Oh, I, thought, I thought you said there's one guy. Yeah, I thought. Oh, Miritich. Yeah. Miritich. I don't think no, Miritich. I don't think. Ian no. average he block. Close. He's gonna be he close though. Close. Yeah, the Nikolas are gonna right. be yeah pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could. Um, yeah, so I mean, if you want the. Yeah, like you know, it all comes down to right perspective. Oh, not perspective, but preference. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want the well-rounded, high-floor, you know, type of guy, then you know Vucevic. But if you're looking for you know specific categories, then you know you go to whichever guy you know fits your team build the best. Um, you know, you you did touch on the injury aspect of it, and I think that's a pretty big component to Vucevic as well. Yeah. Um, he's never played 80 games. He's never played more than 77 games in a season, and there's. One, two, three, three seasons out of seven where he went fifty. Yeah, right? so that's pretty, that's pretty big. I think he's got back big. back problems. Yeah, which is terrible for a big man, right? Back and, and legs. Yeah, and it's worse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, you definitely have to keep that in, in, into consideration when you when you think about Vooch. But um, yeah, there's three guys right there, right? Three centers: Allen, Collins, Vucevic. Um, I think Collins and Allen are a little more similar. Uh, Vucevic is more of like uh, the complete package, so uh, you know, just a matter of which way you want to go. Um, let's just let's just you know, I'll skip Booker and just go to Canner and Turner because those are two more centers. Yeah. Right. Because there's there's only four guys, so it makes sense since we're talking about centers. Um, Canner, I just Canner. Like, <laughs> I'm not a yeah. I, you know, no, I'm not a no blocks. Because, I don't like centers yeah, that don't block. Yeah, you're not getting any D stats. Um, but it's pretty much like a guaranteed double double. The boards, um, are, the boards are tasty. That's for sure. Yeah, fifteen and twelve. Um, yeah. You know he was tenth in the league with thirty nine last year. Um, the field goal percentage is elite, fifty eight percent, and then yeah. the free throw percentage is really good. So offensively, like if you need an offensive center, like Canner's your guy. And you know I think the, you know. This is with the depth chart being pretty loaded at center for the Knicks last year. And now Quinn and Hernan Gomez are now gone. So, and, you know, I don't think Porzingis plays that much 
Yeah. Uh, so that just opens up more minutes for him. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you need the offensive, you know, um, if you need offense from the big man, I think Tanner is a really good option. And then right below him at 49 is Miles Turner, who I was super high on last year, kind of disappointed. Um, you know, his minutes were all over the place. Uh, his just offensive production was all over the place. Um, but, you know, he's still so young, uh, 21 years old. Well, he admitted uh, he admitted to to showing up out of shape last season. Okay. And I guess this yeah. off season he he's gone to like a no carb kind of one of those keto diet you know situ- and he, I guess he lost like a lot of body fat, um, put on muscle. He's like take I think he realized like he can't slide by and just pure talent at the NBA level. Right. Like you have to put in the work if you want to be. Okay in the elite and it's he's saying all the right things um okay that's to make, good to, that's to, good make to give him a pass because i got burned by him last year too yeah um yeah. i mean the potential is there right like his oh, even man. when he struggled, yeah yeah i mean he was still putting up you know close to two blocks a game yeah so the blocks were always there but like if you if you're saying like what you're saying if it's true and it comes to fruition um you're getting elite blocks uh very good free throw percentage you know close to like he's shooting three colas, so you're gonna get close to one a game. Yeah. And then um, the field goal percentage, because he shoots from the outside so much, isn't as good as like other other big men. But um, you know, there's a the potential for double doubles from him as well. So I guess upside wise, uh, he probably has the most upside out of all those guys, right? Oh yeah, I mean I could see him close yeah. to two blocks a game, plus closer to probably 18 points a game. Yeah. 18 and eight. Yeah. Is 18 and 8. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy yeah. with close to like a, a, a three per game. Yeah, that would that would really put him up, I don't know, like in the 20s. Yeah, that's 20s, like Vucevic right? level. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's higher than Vooch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 18 and 8 with two blocks? Yeah. yeah forget yeah. it. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. Vooch level. Yeah. 20s or something. Um, I could see. I mean, good. Sabonis is going to take a step forward, another step forward, though. Um, so that, I mean, but, and they don't, I mean, I guess, can they play next to each other? They tried that. They did play, they did, they did play there, some right? next yeah. to each other. Um, yeah, they did play some. I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, I don't think it was as effective. <laughs> yeah. And Oladipo, you know, he's a usage hog, but um, yeah. someone else has got to score, too, and, you know, clean up the misses, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, there's definitely potential there. Um, all right, let's finish out these last two guys. Uh, I like both these next two guys, by the way. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Turn, starting with Turner, and then these last two guys, I'd be yeah. happy to see yeah. both those guys. Yeah, likewise. Um, Booker, you know, we're talking about Phoenix being the best, you know, environment for fantasy. Um, the guy is a professional bucket getter. Like he can score on anybody. Yeah, elite, um, elite score. Yeah, elite score. Um, you know, the field goal percentage isn't, you know, you're going to take a hit there and the toner, the turnovers are going to be high. Um, not, you won't get blocks, but, you know, steal per game is, is nice. I think the great thing about Booker is that um, every year in the league, he's increased his assist every year. So I think yeah. two, the rookie was like two, uh, then went to three, you know, it was like four or something uh, last year. And I could see that getting up to five i mean if that gets up higher than five then like it's going to be a huge you know a huge leap 
um, because you know the points and the threes are going to be there. Um, yeah, and they so haven't really addressed good. they haven't addressed point guard really. I mean, it's not like I mean Okabo is a rookie. Is I mean, no matter how good he is, he's not going to play a whole lot. And then who's got like Shaq, Shaq Harrison, or you know, Rudy. yeah, they got Brandon Knight. Yeah, <laughs> coming off ACL like his third ACL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I used to be, um, but yeah. yeah, burn me twice. Yeah, no, you're right. He's gonna have he's gonna have a lot of usage uh, for sure. Well, I can see him um, playing a lot with, you know, Jackson at the two, Booker handling it, um, you know, Jackson and Warren on the wings with Booker bringing it up. Like, oh, yeah, they could do know. that. Yeah, Booker, Booker, Jackson in the backcourt, Warren like at the Aiden small. Like and Chris or something. Yeah, yeah, Aiden at center, Chris at power forward. Yeah, or or they could go, yeah, yeah, no, or that Bender, could definitely work. Yeah. yeah, no, they have a lot of options for sure. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, like, he's the man there. Um and, you know, the addition of Aiton could open up some things for him, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't have to force it as much and he gets cleaner looks. And, and Jackson's, you know, Jackson's stepping forward, too. Um, a healthy season for Warren. I mean, I could see that field goal percentage getting up there. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he, if he gets an increase in field goal percentage and somehow gets, like, 0.5 blocks, Man, that's like a huge, huge but with a bundle and assist, that that really, really, uh, you know, vaults him up big time. Um, so yeah, you know, like like for example, like I remember I was just, um, I'm writing up the top 200 now, and you know I was going through Andrew Wiggins, and like man, like just like <laughs> the two like just on opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like Booker, like they can both score, they're both very athletic. But Booker, you know, actually sh- every year shows development in his game, right? Whereas Wiggins has remained static for like four years. Like there's no, right, no development. There's no, you know, increase in a- any type of, you know, efficiency or, you know, assists or anything. And it's just it's just crazy how. Every Minnesota you know, fan out there is yelling at, at you right now going, we noticed, son. You don't have to yeah. worry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah, I remember that. Well, that's one thing I can tell you from last year was like, I, that's the hill that I was willing to die on, that Andrew Wiggins was was terrible and they shouldn't have given him that, that contract, you know? Like, like there were some guys that were like, dude, you know, why do you have Wiggins so low? Like, you know, why are you hating on Wiggins? And I was like, like, Come on, you know, like he yeah. doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a straight black hole. But um, all right, before like karma comes and like I know they were know, drafted like, together, like, right? Jabari, I think Jabari Parker is gonna leapfrog Wiggins this year. You know, remember back when they were like, was it Parker or Wiggins was gonna be the, the top guy? Yeah. Like I think Parker yeah. Parker has a chance to to leapfrog him. Um, which is sad because Parker's coming off and has no knees. <laughs> and Wiggins it's like, it's like, well, you know, Wiggins should be like, running away with this competition. <laughs> well, well, you know, to me, it's like I know you love your boy Zach Levine, right? And I, so, yeah, I'm standing by it. I'm, I'm standing by it. I'm a little nervous about my prediction, but I'm gonna like, stand. like, like to me, Wiggins, Levine, and Jabari Parker are basically <laughs> like like three black holes in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, what would happen if they all got onto the court, the same court at the same time? Like, maybe just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, the moment, like another big thing. Exist. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That'd be too much, you know, just because they're so similar. But um. Anyway. All right. This last guy, Mike Conley. Um, you know, obviously everything is predicated on his health. Um, 
all indications are you know, are that he's healthy and he's ready to go. Um, you know, I'm I've always liked Conley. He's never been like a flashy guy, but uh, you know, he's gonna give you those assists, um, good free throw percentage, field goal percentage is there. But you know, the threes, points, steals, um, and I think for me, like after his his 16 season when he just went absolutely bonkers, like he was over. He was overrated and overdrafted last year. Um, and I think the pendulum is going to swing back the other way. Um, I have him at 50 now. I- I'm very curious to see where, uh, you know, where the, the market is going to price him. But I feel like I feel like he's going to be a pretty good value. Um, and, you know, I think that Minnesota team is oh, – I'm sorry. The Memphis team is going to be um, be very good, actually, a resurgence. They, you know, they have an influx of talent. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think uh, Marcus All is going to be rejuvenated. Uh, so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of style they end up playing. Uh, you know, are they going to go grind? You know, grind it out? I, I don't know. I, I could see them opening it up a little bit. Um, you know, which would be good for fantasy, obviously. But you know, at the end of the day, I just feel like. Uh, Conley is going to be, you know, underappreciated and underrated. And I think he's going to, you know, possibly be one of the better values uh, come draft season. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And I think of of him and, and of him and Gasol both coming off down seasons, I think that Conley has the better chance of, of having the better kind of comeback season um, of the two. Because one, because he's the point guard. He's going to be handling the ball. He's going to the ball in his hands. The, the dude can shoot. He can pass. He can steal. Um, I don't know what is, you know, F, you know what how the injury is going to affect him health-wise, but if he's even 80%, based on, you know, where, you know, um, where I think he'll be drafted, he's going to be a steal. But I, I almost don't even want to talk about him, even though, it's it's sort of yeah. our you know our selected jobs you know, uh, but I you know I don't want any like I almost don't want to put any word out about him until I have my drafts, uh, so <laughs> no one else can hear about him. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. I I think um, yeah, him and Gasol. I think Memphis in the West is uh, gonna be them like the Mavericks. I think they're gonna give people. There's not gonna be any easy games. Um, in, in Kings, and, Kings and Suns. Kings and Suns will be even they right. even but even they are like have fun have fun rosters though, <laughs> you know like yeah, the, but, with the yeah, with, no, with I, the players they added they even have they're going to be fun to watch at least like right. the development they're of those guys. But you're right, they're going to be laid out. They're going to be <laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guaranteed win. So, uh, but yeah, the rest the rest of that that Western Conference is really diesel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, so what we've been going about well, a little over an hour. Yeah, I think we're good. I think you know, hit the top fifty. Um, next week we'll yes. we'll wrap up um, the top one hundred. Uh, hopefully we'll have the full group uh, back together. Um, you know, we'll try to throw us some other topics. Uh, also, um, yeah, so check out Suns rankings on basketball.rasball.com. Uh, and then I'm also posting some YouTube videos on Brasball Fantasy Basketball YouTube. So these some daily videos and our podcasts uh, there and on the website. Uh, we'll be on Twitter. We'll link it below. 
Uh, any parting words, son, before we call it a night? Um, yeah, my the 100's out, the top 100. I'm working on the top 200, which will be out next Wednesday. And then, as I referenced earlier, in two weeks, uh, I'm going to send the list to, to Rudy, and then we're going to put it into, uh, I don't even know what that is, if it's Excel form or whatnot, but there'll yeah. be a chart. Um, so that'll be in, like, you know, a couple weeks. But uh, soon, I'm going to send out the... Um, uh, I guess uh, links to the RCLs. Uh, we'll start getting that going up soon. And then I'm going to probably put out a post uh, soon in terms of like if any of you guys are interested in, in writing and providing content uh, for Riseball. So um, before the post comes out, if any of you guys are interested, uh, just hit me up either on Twitter at Stan underscore Sun or email me at SSON75 at gmail.com. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Uh, other than that, um, you know, it's always fun talking hoops. Uh, you know, too bad Viz and Craig weren't with us, but uh, you know, I definitely had a good time with you tonight, Brent. And uh, hopefully, we can get the whole crew back up uh, next week. Yeah, man, always fun. Uh, you've helped me win many leagues, so I appreciate it. And these rankings will help you guys win too. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the team and write for Razball, and you love talking hoops, join the team, man. We'd love to have you. Um, the more content, the better. Uh, it just gives more and more stuff on a daily basis for, for people to read when they come to the site. Um, and it's, it's going to grow. I have a feeling, you know, right on that tipping point of, of uh, you know, pushing it to the baseball popularity <laughs> of Razzball. So um, I don't know about that. Like the, <laughs> watch out, yeah, Gray. We're coming for you. Nah, yeah. <laughs> You know, the holy grail right there. But uh, we hey, you got to aim high. Here. Yep, you're right. We're doing our part here. <laughs> All right, son. Well, have a good night, man. Uh, we'll get this up and posted. And uh, good night, Razzball Nation.